SoCal QOL. We are having technical difficulties, but that's okay. We are here. We are ready to rock and roll. And yes, it is Transformation Tuesday. And basically what that means is that we are going to talk about the hashtag 365 experiment. Sing it with me. 365 experiment. 365. I like it. I like the song. I like what it stands for. But in all honesty, I had no idea we were already in our fifth week. Our fifth week of this experiment. And I mean, I could say it's been going swimmingly, but I think what it is doing is it's challenging me as an individual, working on my wellness, trying to better understand who I am, how my body works, and how to exploit the things that do work. So it is an experiment, which means that we are testing things that are known facts, but we are also altering the... I don't want to say requirements, but we're we're alter, altering our expectations to be very practical, simple, and doable. That's one thing that I've learned even in, after the third week. It was very uh, it was very obvious that you're not going to be able to do everything you set out to do, but there are variations and modifications of those things that you can lean on and use as a framework or use as a stepping stone to get to the ultimate goal, which, you know, who knows what that is. Depending on your wellness, it might be something completely different than mine. It might look completely different than mine. It also even might not even, you know, or I should say this, my expectation for a certain type of wellness might not even be a fraction of what you are trying to do or can do. So, but the idea is 365 days. You have to think long-term macro because in the micro, that's when the shit hits the fan. That's when you yourself get thrown a whole bunch of stuff that whether it be lack of sleep, whether it be you know, a problem at work, whether it be a problem at home or in a relationship, whatever the case may be. And you need to make sure that the things that you're asking yourself to do every day are going to withstand those complications and those realistic realities. So without further ado, we're going to cut to our screen. Oh, I need to actually go over here. All right. Let's see if we can get some Big picture on the picture screen. Okay, I'm leaving this one small because I don't want you to have to see like too much detail. Eh, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, and I'm going to say bye-bye to myself because I... Oh, wrong one. You don't need to see me. Where is this screen? Built in. Here we go. Okay, so... For those of you who can't actually see what we see, uh, basically, we are very happy. We are very happy with the results that we're seeing. Um, the best thing I can say is that the little bit that comes off every week of fat and the little bit we add of muscle is 
it's super subtle, but it, it like, it's just cool. It's cool to see the changes. It's cool to see how much of a change can happen with literally five weeks of doing some of the most simplest things that you can imagine. And yet here we are, you know, in our second month and we're actually getting real results, you know? Um, so right off the bat, I don't know if you guys can see this. I'm gonna try to zoom in, but there's a part of my arm right here where basically my, I guess it's my bicep starts. So from my shoulder down to my bicep, there's an indent. It's literally indented. Like it's not a little flabby, um, it's not a little flabby line like this one over here. If you can see on my first shot of the beginning of the year, you scroll over and there's an indent. Look at that. Holy shit. Um, I mean, for some people, that's enough. That's enough of a reason to, to do this experiment because you get that little result. But other than that, I mean, my pecs are definitely getting uh, more definition. They're not getting bigger. Um, whereas in the beginning, they were basically like, you know, A cups. Um, then you scroll down. I mean, my abs, which I don't have abs, but the place that a four pack would exist and or six pack is pretty much the same. Uh, but then once you once you get down towards, uh, you know, where my my love handles are, I mean, they're pretty they're pretty much the same, but they're a little bit flatter versus pointing out. Um, but the biggest thing as far as a difference in my gut is the little, um, I can't remember what they call it, but the little line that goes to, you know, towards your crotch, those little lines are coming in pretty nice. Um, and then my little, um, my little chub, um, my little gut, uh, is is still getting flatter and flatter, so that's good. Um, I don't know what this line is. I think honestly, I think I was sitting here doing some some other stuff and podcasting some other things, um, which is why there's a line on my stomach. But uh, whatever, I don't care. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I'm I'm impressed. I think it's pretty cool that I'm I'm seeing what I'm seeing after only five weeks. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's go to the next slide. All right, we got our good old um, walking and running distance. Um, our average is, you know, eight uh, miles. Um, you know, we didn't, I don't think we missed a day this week of working out. Um, that definitely happens. Uh, but I don't believe that it's happening uh, it happened this week, which is nice because that, you know, that, that can really hurt you. Um, our heart rates, minimums 48, max is 190. Now max being 190, the reason why that was is because, uh, and I'll, I'll go into more detail in a little bit, but, uh, long story short is I, I carbo loaded on that Wednesday. That Wednesday was, essentially the last day of the month. Well, that wasn't the last day, but it was one of the last days of the month. And it was almost like I just kind of knew if I didn't give my body some kind of like gratification on the eating a lot of, you know, good food. And I never 
gave myself any bad food, like a lot of bad food that, um, I would, I, you know, I could relapse, you know, I could just be like, you know what, I'm done with this whole thing. I I don't want to do an experiment anymore. I just want to eat whatever I want to eat. But, um, what that did was it actually got me even more motivated after I ate this slew of carbs. Um, and I can't recall exactly what I ate, but you know, it's not the good stuff. It's a lot of crap, but it wasn't, it was like almost keto friendly crap, but it was still enough for me. I think I had 150 grams of carbs. Um, we'll see that in a sec, but, um, I ended up doing sprints and it's something that I didn't plan on doing, but at the same time, you know, I, I would love to do like an ultimate Frisbee game. I would love to, you know, put sprints in my weekly routine. I just, I, I guess I need that extra motivation before I do it. So my heart rate got up to 190 because I was sprinting and, uh, you know, doing the anaerobic thing, getting into a place where I'm burning a lot of glucose and, you know, it's going to, it's going to get rid of, well, it's at least going to make me feel like I got rid of, uh, most of the downsides of eating carbs, um, which as we all know, carbs are great for high heart rate, high intensity workouts. So sprinting is great for that. And I, for whatever reason, I have more energy to do it when I eat the carbs. So it's not only a mental game, it's, it's also, you know, a physical thing. Um, but yeah, heart rate 190 stand hours. Uh, I almost hit 20 hours, which is insane because, uh, Sunday, what did I do Sunday? I must not have slept in. I must've woke up super early and then I stayed up super late enough to where, you know, if I went to sleep at two and then didn't go back to sleep until, well, no, I'd have to be, was it two? Yeah. Two. And then didn't stop moving until 10 or didn't, didn't not stand for 20 hours. It's pretty crazy. Um, oh, it's not even 20. Sorry. It's like 18, but plus or minus that. Um, but yeah, average is 14. I missed it two days. I didn't get my stand goal, which is fine. Exercise minutes. You can see on that Wednesday, um, I almost hit 250 minutes cause I did three workouts. I was, I did walking yoga and then sprints. Uh, but for the rest of them, you know, in between 100 to 125, uh, average was 130 minutes. Heart rate, uh, resting heart rate, 53 to 62. Not too shabby. Uh, sleep. Okay, we're going to talk about this. So, as you guys probably know, I am I'm doing an, another challenge um, in my personal brand, uh, the Scott Trigloff Experience. Ooh, that's the podcast name. Uh, other than my name on social media. But, um, crap, I don't, I mean, cause I don't think I talked about it here. Maybe I did, but long story short is I've been playing around with the idea of having a, what they call a modified biphasic sleep schedule. And all that means is that you sleep about four and a half hours at night, you know, like when you normally go to sleep midnight to, you know, four or 5 AM, then you wake up, you get some work done, you, you know, walk, you say hi to the, the wife, you, you know, go run some errands, you know, you take care of business and then, you know, roughly by the late afternoon, maybe two, three, four o'clock, you take a nice little 90 minute power nap. And then through that, that gets you not only the energy, but just the ability to stay up for another, 
five, six hours until midnight when then you go back to sleep. Instead of doing going to sleep at midnight, getting up at eight o'clock, staying up till midnight, going to sleep at eight o'clock. Because I don't know about you guys, but I just feel like once again, one of my hashtag 365 experiment goals is in occupational wellness. And one of my occupational wellness goals is to get up early every day. Well, as I'm losing more weight, as I'm gaining more muscle, as I'm eating more protein and trying to not eat as many carbs as I, sh- I have to, um, you know, roughly 50 grams a day at the most, hopefully. But what I'm realizing is that's, that's almost not even enough. Like even if I hit 200 grams of protein, um, there's still a part of me that like it, it needs more energy. And so when you're not feeding yourself enough, a lot of times you just need some extra sleep. And I've been indulging. I haven't been resisting in that. If I feel tired, I'm going to go back to sleep because I just know the repercussions later of me like trying to stay up and, you know, God forbid I get angry and, you know, argue with my wife or do something stupid. Like, I don't want to do that. So so I have been sleeping in, which is probably why my average has been six hours or no, five hours, it says. But that's also only capping me out at seven o'clock now. I raised it to seven because I knew that I was sleeping in longer. And uh, yeah, I don't want to show you guys the actual time because it might be any something like 10 o'clock or something. Uh, but odds are I should, you know, I should um, I should leave this window the way it is or actually I should shrink the window. But I just wish there was another part where you could add like a nap later or something. But I mean, maybe I can make notes of it. Anyways, all that to be said, um, what I realized, though, is um, even talking to uh, some friends of mine, basically what what I'm mimicking is like the Spain lifestyle, the uh, the siestas and essentially the thing where you you eat later, stay up later you wake up, you do your job by mid afternoon, you take a nap either cause it was too hot during out or outside or, you know, the businesses shut down until eight or nine o'clock when they reopen stuff like that. So essentially that's kind of where I'm landing. Like that's kind of the mentality that I have right now. So I'm, I'm playing around with, with keeping this sleep schedule like this way, this modified biphasic kind of lifestyle um, sleep schedule, but then also, I want to actually push my intermittent fasting from instead of like noon or one o'clock and then eating till seven. I'm actually going to try to push it to like four or five o'clock and then stop eating around you know ten or eleven. It's kind of like where I'm at because what I've also realized is that if I eat, like for example, last night I ate at ten thirty. Um, you'll see later in my diet and stuff. Um, my wife and I went out to dinner with some friends, some amazing friends. Hello friends. If you can hear me and we ate at, uh, seasons 52, which I didn't know was based on the 52 weeks of the year. And the fact that they recreate their menu every year and do this stuff where they pull from different things and they, they switch it out. So that's kind of cool. And they used to do this thing where they would have it be under three or 500 calories. Now they kind of just don't really do that. But, you know, their desserts are very small and dainty, even though when I had one of the desserts, yes, I had a dessert, this coffee thing, uh, it ended up having, you know, 30 grams of carbs. And I, at that point, I'd only had 19 that day. It's hilarious. 
So I got all the way through all my meals until, and after dinner, I had to eat this dessert. And once I ate it, I looked at the calories and I'm like, yep, that was 30 grams of carbs. So I'd automatically gone up to like 50 grams, which is usually my max. Um, but then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of indulge right now. And it was, it was later. So I ended up grabbing a in and out three by two or no, it was just two by two, uh, lettuce wrapped, whole grilled onion and, uh, scarf that thing down. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to top it off. Cause I, at that point I was at 60 something, 60 something grams. So I topped it off with a couple, um, Ghirardelli dark chocolate candies and uh it was it was wonderful tasted great but so i crash at like 10 30 ended up waking up at two and i was up it was like the first time ever that i'd been up this whole year that early and actually felt like awake and so i'm blaming it on the fact that i not only ate carbs and carbs is what gets me up you know if i crash like with a food coma but then I get up in the middle of the night, odds are I'm going to be awake because of the glucose. And so regardless, I get up at two, realize that I needed to do some work. So I did a couple hours worth of work. Then I was on social media for like an hour. And then I got ready for the day, took my blood pressure, brushed my teeth, charcoaled it up. And then I went on a walk for two hours. It was like, and then by eight o'clock, I'd already been up three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'd already been up for six hours. Did some amazing work. Uh, had some wifey time. Laid with her. Watched uh, The Bachelor. and um, But then I crashed halfway through The Bachelor. Woke up an hour or so later. She, I don't know, I think she went to the gym. Yeah, she went to the gym. I kept sleeping. Ended up waking up at like 11-ish. And then I've been up ever since. So... All that to be said is that this whole four and a half, five hour sleep for the main part of the night and then waiting till later to take a nap, power nap, and then continue on, plus switching my intermittent fasting to later, I just feel like, you know, if I do embrace this Spanish lifestyle, the Spain lifestyle, and and embrace the siestas and, and you know, really really just do it um i really feel like i can capitalize on you know my strengths ignore my weaknesses and really just you know make something out of nothing honestly i at this point um in in the experiment um i re- i don't feel like i have uh hit my full potential when it comes to you know all the things that that i would like to do but i think if i get the sleep down it's going to overflow into a lot of the other wellnesses that I'm trying to, to hit on. So um, that's my sleep speech. Apologize if that puts you to sleep, but huh, no pun intended. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'll figure out what to do with this. Um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, unless I like make the span like midnight till like six o'clock at night i don't think there's any way for me to gauge my sleeping um but maybe maybe that's the only way to do it i don't know uh but i would be curious to to actually be able to to uh to gauge it and 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 really pay attention to exactly how much i'm sleeping um other than just writing it down but 
you know, if that's the case, I mean, it'd just be cool to see this number be more accurate. Um, so we'll, we'll look more into that. Uh, the good old activity ring, uh, weekly look at, um, stand I hit five of the seven, uh, seven out of seven exercise days, seven out of seven move days. Um, steps are looking good anywhere uh, around 15,000. It's my average. Active energy, if you can if you can see up here, I almost hit 2,000 calories for my um, my active energy calories for that one Wednesday when I did sprinting, yoga, walking, and then ate a whole bunch of carbs. So those high intensity workouts, you guys, um, those carbs can really do that. Um, but let's see if we can get to our diet. Resting energy, um, mostly 2,000 every day. Average is 1,800. Today I haven't hit 15, but the day's, the night's still young. Um, workouts, once again, I did four hours on that one Wednesday. Three hours on Sunday. Can't remember what I did, but I can look later if I want. Uh, rest of the day is about two, two and a half. So that's my average. Saturated fat. Okay, here we go to the diet. So last Wednesday didn't have bad saturated fat. It was Monday. It was the the night out. So I, I was I could be like, hey guys, what day did I eat out this week? And you guys can be like, Monday. Because that's the highest saturated fat you can see. It says 80. I went up to 80 grams. Oh my god. I haven't done that probably in a long time. Um total fat. Um, total fat consumed looks like 150 on Monday and almost 150 on that Wednesday. So not a good week there, but once again, we burned off a lot of calories and we indulged that Monday dietary sugar, basically the same thing high on Wednesday and Monday, everything else was averaging 26 sodium. 5,000. When you eat out, you guys, that sodium is brutal. Um, ooh, fun fact. So my wife and I went to Costco. Um, we need to, I need to film like a Costco run with my wife because it's, it's fun. You get free samples and there's a, there's a few other YouTubers that do it and it's just, it's just interesting. It's interesting to see what people see and what people don't see when they go shopping at Costco. Um, but you know, it's, it's another thing. I feel like it's a very adult thing to do the wholesale purchase thing. Uh, you know, it's, it's easier just to like grab stuff when you need it or buy fast food, but when you can actually put $30 into a thing of meat, you know, purchase a thing of meat for 30 bucks and know that you're actually going to be able to eat it all and eat it correctly, you know, meaning not putting a whole bunch of shit on it or, you know, eating it with, mashed potatoes and you know corn or carrots or just bad veggies bad carbs um lots of bread um but when you can do that and basically know that you're investing good money into yourself into your diet into your your lifestyle um yeah but uh all that to be said went to costco and i needed to decide whether i was going to spend money on things like more canned chicken, chicken breast, more canned tuna, 
um, or getting things like smoked salmon or regular, you know, chicken breasts in the foster farms, like um, pre concealed uh contain not containers the little little packs there's like six little bundles of chicken breasts and each one has about i think eight ounces or 12 ounces worth of chicken in it but um so i was debating i was like do i get the canned stuff with a lot of sodium but it's easier to cook with basically i just open up the can pour it into my food eat it or do i go the the super amount of prep time food so the Norwegian smoked salmon isn't bad, but it's the, um, you know, it's the, the chicken breasts, which I then have to cook. Then after I cook it, probably let it cool, then mash it up, then put it in my food or just eat it, you know, raw with some sauce. But um, I chose the latter, people. So, um, you know, the sodium that you're seeing right there, I'm still under a thousand. I think even after I eat my salad today, um, you know, I'm not having pork rinds. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I, I'm trying to stay away from. But yeah, the canned tuna stuff, the canned, the canned chicken, um, I don't have it. So I literally have made chicken. It's resting. I'm going to, you know, break it up, put it into um, some avocado, some lemon juice, season it, throw in some garlic powder, onion powder, some... Italian seasoning, mash it all up, combine it. Uh, ooh, throw, probably throw in a piece of uh, red apple in there, give it some crunch, throw that on top of a mixed greens, and then, um, yeah, have this big-ass salad. And I I don't foresee it going past 1,000, um, but if I can keep it that low for a while, I mean, goodness gracious, like, it'll be exciting. So, yeah, so I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, I think that's the only Costco update slash, you know, sodium reduction that I can talk about, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to look at the next week protein. We had 200 yesterday. All the rest are pretty normal. 150 grams, except for today. I haven't hit a hundred yet, but I need to fiber Thursday. I had a lot and that was because of, I believe the tofu. So I bought just a extra firm tofu. I chop it up into little blocks. I toast it. And then I usually just mix some kind of sauce with it. It's usually bad sauce like Panda Express uh, orange chicken sauce, or they have another one that's like Mandarin sauce. But, you know, if I do a tablespoon of that with a whole freaking 12 ounce thing of protein of, uh, of tofu, there's just a lot of fiber in that. So I don't know if I'm going to keep doing that. Um, I used to do it a lot, but obviously there's a lot of estrogen in that and I'm a man, but I just, you know, I don't want to have too much estrogen. Um, you know, my wife, my wife doesn't want me to have too much estrogen. That's her job. Um, dietary cholesterol. I'm yeah. Averaging a thousand. I think that's good though. Still haven't looked that up yet. I apologize people. Um, we, we talked about LDLs, we talked about HDLs, we're working on that side. So until, until we get a grasp on that, then I'll figure out exactly how bad these numbers are. But, um, it's interesting that I've eaten pretty healthy today. Uh, granted I've had eggs, 
I've had steak. I cooked it in coconut oil instead of butter, but um, which that doesn't usually, I don't think it absorbs into the meat and the food as much because um, I drain a lot of it after. But, um, you know, other than butter, butter would soak into it more and it adds flavor, but it also adds cholesterol. Um, I'm not dogging on butter. I just, me, I, I have to watch my heart. So for anyone else who's just trying to get through some weight loss, you know, it's a great thing to add. Keeps your, you know, body full and not hungry. Um, but for all of you other people like me who have a little bit of a, a little heart watch, um, part of your routine, your daily routine, you know, that's something that you can try to substitute. Dietary energy, yesterday it was 2,500 calories, and then that last Wednesday it was almost 2,500. All the rest are averaging 18. 2,000 I think is normal for us, for me. Carbohydrates, last Wednesday I had the most actually, over 125, but then yesterday I had about 75 um, yeah. Uh, now we're getting to the heart stuff. Um, we got our cool little wiggly line from our cardio app, cardio with a Q. And, uh, I think I might've missed this on the third. I didn't do two readings. That's why it says 124 over 71. All the other ones are basically in the one teens, the one fifteens, the one tens, the one sixteens. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, this was cool. So uh, let me try to take this off over here. So if you look over here, so this is my heart rate, right? If I can zoom in. So here's my heart rate. Boom, ba -dum, ba -dum. Uh, I believe it's resting. So when I took my readings, but then I found this little tab and I lifted up the tab, it said for January 2019, uh, my average uh, SYS uh, is 119, DIA is 72, and Pulse is 63, uh, Min was 100 over 57, Max was 137 over 88, uh, Minimum heart rate was 50, Max was 82. So I just thought that was kind of cool, I I'd never seen that tab before, and so I was like, oh. That's exciting. I should share it with everyone at SoCal QOL. So that's what I just did. Um, but yes, got the heart rate down. Um, this was kind of cool. So yesterday I weighed myself and I look at this little this little drop. This was at basically 170.8 or something. So I was excited about that. And then I went to go eat out at the restaurant and I'm back up to like 174. Woohoo. So it happens. You guys don't don't be stressed. Don't get confused about the readings. Your scale is your scale. It's not trying to piss you off, but it does suck when it goes up. Um or depending on what you want, if it goes down and you're trying to gain muscle, I totally get it. Uh but yeah, that was just cool to show you that, you know, I kept my diet good. I was you know, working hard and, you know, progressing. And then I went right back up. But overall, I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing it go down overall, you know, it's like an index on the stock market it either goes slowly up or slowly down. But um, no, the index is supposed to go up. Sorry. 
But um, a reverse index scale. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, I'm still, I'm not worried about it. It happens. You're going to have ups and downs. Uh, the idea is, you know, where, where are you headed? So, um, but yeah, I was, I was happy with that. BMI, BMI and our fat percentage, if you can see, uh, it dipped pretty nicely. Um, the BMI got down to 22 point, I have the slide, but, uh, got in the 22s again. And then our fat percentage went down to 17. Uh, so here's that shot. So this was yesterday morning before I ate out. Um, but yeah, 17% body fat, 17% muscle, 59% water, and 5% bone um, with a 22.6 BMI. So just to recap, um, at least in the next 14, 15 weeks, I plan on hopefully getting down to God, like, if we can get the BMI down to 20, that'd be awesome. Uh, if we can get the body fat percentage down to like 14, 13, I don't know about the muscle, maybe get it up to 20%. I don't even know what the good percentage is, but water could, I think it can be around 55 to 65 and then bone should be around five. Uh, but yeah, overall we're, we're cruising guys. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so I took out some people's names here, but um, I hope you guys know that you guys can literally challenge your friends. You share your, um, your Apple watch stats with your friends. And then now because of the new update, you know, that came out, God, I think last year you can challenge your friends. And so what's funny though, is that I've got people that I'm challenging that, you know, they go to the gym, you know, they, they work out hard, like harder than I ever could and, or would want to, but as I was challenging them and they were like, after the first day, they were both like, wait a minute. Like, how did you already hit your 600 point max for the day? And I was like, well, I go on a two hour walk every day. That's like 75% of it right there. And then if I'm just up, I'm naturally burning calories. And then, so it's just funny. Like I was like, you guys got to be consistent with your workouts. Otherwise y'all ain't going to beat me. Like I can hit 600 every day. So I hope that's, you know, and this, so the top one has been after five days or maybe today's the fifth day or sixth day. I don't know. But, um, the max you can get is 42 and I'm at 35, 30. So I think this is the sixth day. So tomorrow's the seventh day. So I don't know if I hit, I don't think I did 600 every day yet. I think I missed it yesterday, but only by a few points. So I'll definitely get over like 4,100 for that first one. Uh, but for the second one, you know, it's been four or five. Uh, it's only been three days. And, you know, so we're like halfway there. And as you can see, I'm still basically doubled everybody else's. So like I said, it just goes to show you that, you know, when you do things like these challenges, it's all about consistency, sustainability, and, and just doing stuff that's practical. Um, I even talked to a friend who, you know, he really wants me to go to the gym because he sees me doing these videos of me doing push-ups and pull-ups. And he's like, yeah, that's nice. You know, that's cool that you're trying to motivate people and like do things outside. He's like, but you know what, 
why don't you actually go to the gym? Like, why don't you do like a real workout? And I'm, I'm really trying hard with this hashtag 365 experiment and just SoCalQL in general, that it's not about, it's not about the, 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 uh, I don't want to say bragging. It's not about the reputation of what your workout is. You know, it's not about the fact that you can be like, yeah, I went to the gym, did my deadlifts. Um, you know, I'm lifting this much and, you know, I'm running 10 miles. It's like, it's like, great. Can you do that every day? And 99% of them are going to say no. 99% of them are going to say, well, I mean, it's all about, you know, like I got to do my leg day, then I got to do backs and buys and chest and tries. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But do you have something to do every day? Are you spending one or two hours every day actually committed to doing that and going like physically driving to the gym, you guys, it bugs the shit out of me. Like spending 15 to 20 minutes just to get to the place that you're going to work out. That right there, check off my do not do list. I just, I just like, unless I'm going to walk to the gym. So I do my pre little workout walking to the gym. And then once I get to the gym, I'm already warmed up. So I just hit, you know, whatever things I need to hit. And then I walk home, you know, like that would be me. Um, but you know, unfortunately that's not the reality that I live in because at the end of the day, one, I don't want to spend money on a gym pass Two, I'm trying to, like I said, do things that are simple, practical, doable things that I can do up into my eighties and nineties. That's basically what I'm doing. And so when I'm trying to translate that to people via a sharing Apple challenge app or through a text message of a friend who's seen my videos, I'm not, I'm not trying to show off. I'm literally not trying to do anything other than something I can do every day and I can maybe even do multiple times a day, depending on what it is. And so with that being said, I'm, I'm really hoping that as I show my progress, as you see the results and as you can compete with me and see that, you know, the stuff that we're doing at SoCal QOL isn't just like stupid and it's not like, it's not so little amount of work that it's not going to give you an improvement. It's actually going to give you a lot of improvement. The idea though, is that we can do it consistently. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for today. Um, appreciate all you guys, uh, you know, taking the time to, to listen. If you do listen to these transformation Tuesday podcasts, because at the end of the day, I mean, I'm just here for you guys. Um, yes, I obviously have my own, you know, agenda when I do these, but it's also because I don't necessarily have a, a little, uh, batch of questions in my back pocket. I don't have, uh, any other resources to funnel, uh, content through. So by making these themes and having something like transformation Tuesday, and having the hashtag 365 experiment, what that does is it's automatic content. It's automatic documentation. It's automatic information that I can share with you guys without skipping a beat. Cause it's, it's, it's not hard to do this stuff. It's just, it's just something you have to commit yourself to doing all the time. So, uh, yeah, um, we hit 40 minutes, which is always nice, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think, 
the rest of this month's going to be good. I think we're going to see some real results that um, are going to look impressive to people that would probably laugh their asses off if they saw what I was doing every day. Literally spending, you know, at the minimum, minimum, at the minimum, 15 minutes of stretching slash little yoga poses to up to an hour and a half of yoga. You know, if I miss a day or if I want to catch up or, you know, if I just want to feel better and commit to that or, you know, my little little daily posts of push ups and pull ups and chin ups and, you know, I'm doing incline push ups like they're not hard. That's not the point. The point is, is that I'm doing something because I'm not having to go to the gym and do these reps in the span of an hour. That's the last thing I'll say about the gym, but. I hate the fact that if you're under a time restraint, it's like the most stressful situation because you're like, well, I want to walk for an hour and a half, but I only have an hour, so I'm screwed. Thanks, Jim. Good old Jim. Um, But yeah, that's just me, guys. That's just me. We're going to have people who work for SoCalQOL and who represent SoCalQOL that go to the gym every day and or have a routine at the gym and love it to death. And we're going to share that information to you guys for sure. Like my wife, my wife loves the gym. I went with her to the gym that day I went. And uh, literally the only reason why I went is because I didn't go in the morning and it was raining and I didn't feel like walking in the rain. So I was like, I'm going to figure out a different way. Oh, free LA fitness pass for the day. Woohoo. Not doing that again, at least right now. But, uh, yeah, to, to sum up this uh, fifth week of our Transformation Tuesday hashtag 365 experiment podcast, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to impress people that didn't know they could be impressed by, by the, these little things, this macro lifestyle. And, uh, you know, I was going to do a podcast this week with a gentleman who, who's kind of encouraging me to do some other types of, of, you know, mental, emotional, physical workouts. But, you know, then he, he definitely mentioned to me about, you know, the, the, the certain ways to do a push up, And I said, yeah, that's great. Like I will more than happy, or I am more than happy to, to get into the, the true aspects of a push up, you know, and how to make it like hurt real nice but until then, my goal is to hit 100 push-ups, and I can't do 100 regular push-ups at all until I do them. And so I'm not going to add on more stress, more things, more pressure when my goal isn't that. My goal isn't to, like, drastically, like, you know, contort my body as I'm doing a push-up just to say I can do that. It's because that's for show to me right now. I'm sure in the future, once I can do, you know, 200 regular push-ups, I'll be more than happy to go the extra mile and, and, you know, do the declines and, you know, do them on random things or, you know, do the diamonds, do the super wide, do like the one arm. Like I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I just, I think it's funny how you get these recommendations from people who actually don't know the reason why you're doing something. And once you say, I'm just trying to think practical, simple, and doable, and you communicate the like, I'm looking at long-term, bro. Like, as much as I'd love to try your thing, 
Like, that's not the point of what I'm doing. And, you know, that, that's not against, that's nothing against them. And that's not to, 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 to limit, uh, or, um, insult anyone. That's literally like, before you recommend something, like I would never recommend something to you unless I knew what your goals were. That's all. And so I assume when people comment or post or reply, I should say, to to something that I'm doing, it's because they know where I'm at. They, they know that I'm trying to, you know, do a challenge or, you know, I'm doing an experiment. But that's not always the case. So as we hit 45 minutes, y'all, I love you. I appreciate you. Please like, subscribe, share this podcast, rate it and review it if you can as well. And we love you guys. We'll see you later.